Here we are. Welcome, everybody, to the Debbie Primer. I'm here with my uh, co-host, Josh Chevalier, of course. And then welcome, J.D. Yonke. That's how you say your last name, right? Okay. Yeah, Yonke. Glad to be here. Glad to uh, watch you guys eat some hot wings, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I got some messages from Josh. He sounded a little concerned earlier. So we'll see how this goes down. I know uh, I've been looking forward to this. This is uh, I've had I've had these hot sauces sitting next to me for a little bit. So and uh, been waiting for this. But let me go ahead and throw it out there. Thirty percent off the college football package comes with the Debbie stuff. Comes with our guy JD, who's the the player props expert. Um, get thirty percent off. Uh, sign up now, man. Uh, we're gonna. We're going to definitely make it make it worth your your investment. Uh, use the promo code CFB22, and that promo is running until June 30th. So let's jump in here. Um, you know, when when you, I think I think one of the the major holdups for Debbie is just a lot of people really don't know what it is, and they don't know how to how to even think about it, and it just sounds a little overwhelming, but it's really not. Basically, you're going to – there's two different types of, of Debbie formats. You have the basic, and that's where you're, you're going to draft players that are in college, but you're not going to actually use those players. You're just going to – you're going you're gonna to plan them on a taxi squad, and then you're going to draft uh, an NFL team, and you're just going to play an NFL league. So as those players that are on your taxi squad, as they, as they uh, graduate or declare for the NFL – they're going to automatically be moved over over to your uh, NFL roster, and then that's how you populate your NFL roster. You're still going to do like a free agent NFL draft, but um, you know the, that's where you're getting the most the majority of your players. And the other type of format is what's called a C to C, a campus to can league. And that's basically where you're going to draft guys in college. Same thing, and don't worry, you're not drafting high school players. You are drafting incoming true freshmen. But what you do is you're actually going to play in a league with them. You're going to play a college league. But it's the same deal. When they when they graduate, they're going to move on to the NFL. So that, those are the basics, you know. And, and you know, it, it, the, the difficult part is kind of what we're the, – the, the, the heavy lifting is what we're providing, and that's the, the, you know, going through the entire college landscape and evaluating all the players because, you know, we got 131 teams – uh, and in most Debbie leagues, you can even draft F- FCS guys, you know. So, um, you know, it's a lot of guys to look at, and that's that's why we're here. So, uh, you know, it, it, when it comes to the the specific Debbie format where we, <clears throat> we're just planting our college guys onto a taxi squad, um, you know, that, that's, that's, it's a lot easier and stuff. But when we're, when we're talking about the C2C, that's where that's where my guy Josh comes in. That's that's where he specializes. So so Josh, do you want to you want to run through some some of the the things you got for us there? <clears throat> yeah, from a you know from a C two C perspective, like when you're playing both college and pro, like you got to really factor in their college value because there's money to be made on that side. And I think one of the ditches I really see people fall into is. Um, <laughs> that's funny. The comment is funny. Uh, one of the dishes I see people fall into is they just care about the NFL side and they don't realize, Hey, like 50% of their money went towards the college side and they're just like burning that money. 
And so, you know, I think you really have to evaluate, you know, the balance of like, okay, this is an NFL prospect, but also guys that can give me, give me value or early on hit those Debbie prospects. And then later in your draft, like load up on the college guys, because most of us think we're scouts and we're not. And so most of your later guys are going to be bust anyways, if you think they're going to have NFL potential. So just play the college side and, uh, Man, fun way to make money for sure. I've been, it's been good to me over the last couple of years playing some C to C. So <laughs> it's funny hearing you say just play the college side because that is definitely Josh's approach to Debbie. He he loads up on his college roster. I'm going to tell you that. So JD, I, JD is new <clears throat> to Debbie. He's he's got um he's got a little bit of experience, but you know he's, this is a learning process for him. The main reason he is on this, for one, we're you know introducing him because he's going to be a big part of the team this year. You know, he's he's got the he's got the player props, he's got the um, you know all the stuff that that uh, we're not going to be doing. He's going to be doing, but uh, yeah, he's here to to save us because what we're going to be doing today is <laughs> is taking the hot one challenge, man, and we're going to eat ten wings. If you've seen the show, hot ones then you know what it's about. And it's about, it's about punishing the guests and the host as well, I guess. And um, we're going to go through that. So, I mean, without further delay, Josh, are you ready? Let's, let's, let's bite into our first wing. Yeah, man, let's go. Let me me warn you now, there are going to be tears. (laughs) Hell yeah. And there's going to be snotting. So I apologize beforehand. Um, we'll try to we'll try to keep it as clean and PG as we can, but uh, yeah, I, I, it's bad. So when we get to the last wing, it's it's two million Scoville units, okay? And what else is two million Scoville units? Pepper spray. So um, <laughs> this is this is uh, going to be fun. So yeah, here we go. We got uh, the first one here is oh. the hot ones the classic so here we go all right so what do you just take it taking our bite and uh yeah get right to in. it no point in waiting <laughs> jump right in yeah mm, here we go the classic this is nothing you ready this is like this is like kroger you know uh hot sauce this is nothing. okay okay is, is there any sauce on yours josh mm-hmm okay yeah there's some sauce on here <laughs> I didn't douse it in sauce, I'll, I'll, I'll admit, but there's enough on here. All right. Yeah, we're not going to get burned up on that one. Okay. There we go. Not too bad or what? No, not no, bad at all. No. no. So let's let's jump into this. So um, actually, the, the first thing I do, I mean, obviously, I'm going to be looking at the NFL side and for me, when I'm playing in a bunch of these Debbie leagues with a bunch of these um, CFF guys, it's like easy money for me. I'm going to dominate on the NFL side. And, um, you know, so th- that's always something I look forward to. But, you know, so I look at my – I basically I'm evaluating NFL side, um, you know, for the startup. Um, it's just, you know, normal. Nothing big. You know, I'm looking at it as a, as a dynasty league. But then the first thing I do when I go into the college side is I look at the, the true freshman. That, that's, that's usually the, the part that um, is it takes the most time because, I mean, there's, there's not a lot of data 
to to work with and you can go to max preps and get uh data 24 7 sports that's a that's another good one but you know they don't provide like games play things like that so there's some shortcomings here and there and uh but you know i i, I want to get an idea of who's who's incoming um and you know things like that but uh then but i i don't i don't really go into uh get into like the 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 video yet I, that's something i saved like josh was asking me yesterday what did you think about this guy what you think about it? talking about the true fresh i'm like yeah i'm not, not quite there yet <laughs> but um yeah so i like to i like to you know um look at get it get an idea for who's incoming first and then move on what about you josh what's your what's your first step yeah i mean if it's a if we're talking like a startup then i'm definitely going the first five oh, rounds i'm i'm going like guys are going to have heavy NFL prospects. And usually for me, like you, it's a true freshman. So my whole offseason process, what I love to play the most is college dynasty. So I'm already looking at top 300 freshmen, watching film, stuff like that in the offseason. So I'm just taking a look at, like a lot of guys I'm picking up right now are the Nick Singletons over the world um, early on. Guys that, Travion Henderson last year, Caleb Williams I would get in the third round. Guys that would be first round picks in, a Debbie C2C league this year, I'm trying to get some value on the year before because, you know, I'm just not going to be able to have the the talent evaluation level of, of us. So it's like, how do I find value a year before what other guys are already scouting out and then try to build up the roster that way. So, and then on the NFL side, I've got, you know, a two to three year window of guys that are, I mean, they're going to produce now and then hopefully I can, give myself that curve yeah to be able to put some guys on the roster yeah definitely you definitely have that advantage because you know i'm i'm i've got some responsibilities on the nfl side so while i'm i'm over here trying Mm -hmm. to evaluate nfl draft stuff i I ask you so have you started looking yet josh oh yeah i've already you know i'm like 30 (laughs) drafts in and you know (laughs) i haven't even haven't even finished up my nfl draft um profiles yet and you already you know way ahead of me so definitely something you take advantage of so what about you jd what's your what's your your opening strategy for uh evaluating nfl talent it's probably more similar to josh's i know he does a more thorough uh review of all the incoming freshmen josh what do you hit was it 300 you try to hit like yeah 300, 300 a year mm-hmm. so you hit you hit more than i do but yeah i, I tried to be um up on the biggest names, I, I do a little bit of a shortcut. I don't, I don't know if I have time for the 300, but like the biggest G5 names, right? Guys that are going to be surefire uh, college producers for sure that like nobody's drafting, right? You can get them really late sometimes, Josh, and you're like, this kid's a high a high three-star with, you know, on a team with no no talent around him. He, he's going to get yeah. touches. So I basically yeah. just try to identify. There's almost always like little cheap spots where I can get a guy that I feel very confident in. So uh, just trying to identify those spots people aren't on. Um Josh probably does a better job of the high G5 talent. And, and that's really what you want, right? If you get those, it only takes one or two, like a, a Travion Henderson, you, you grab him wherever you can get him second, third round. And like Josh said, that, that really pays off dividends. So being mostly a college guy, I, my, my process is somewhat similar to that. Yeah. So I, I play mostly in, in industry leagues and there's no Travion Henderson in the second round. And I don't care what year you're doing it. Um, yeah. It was either first couple of picks or he's gone, but uh yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, I try to get through as many guys as I can, but there's no way. There's no way I'm getting through film on 300 guys. There's no way, a true freshman. Um, <clears throat> but I will say one of the things I like to look at, since I'm unable to look at 
film on that many guys is I do like to look at what, what guys did at the, at the Nike opening. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there's, there's, it's, it's, we, we ran into a wall with the COVID thing and a lot of guys, we didn't get a lot of testing. You know, there was a couple other combines around that you can get numbers from. And, you know, so are we taking the 40 time, the short shuttle and the vertical from, these kids when they're 17 they're not even seniors in high school yet are we taking that and we're saying okay this is who the kid no 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 right but what, what we can do is we can get an idea of where their athleticism is uh, at that early stage and and um uh you can and, and especially when you it's it's useful for nfl because you can you can then compare those numbers to what they do at the combine and oh it's it just it's it's so telling you look at some of the guys like miles garrett what they put up at the combine or at the, the Nike opening opening compared to what they put at the combine up at the combine. And, you know, right away, this guy has been working his butt off because yeah. he went from a, a scrub, no athleticism. Now he was good, but he wasn't athletic. Then he gets mm-hmm. to the combine, just blows up. And you're just like, Oh my gosh, this guy's generational. You know, this, He's he's put in work just beyond anybody, but you know I yeah. think this is uh, this is perfect timing. Let's move along to uh, Island Wing Sauce by Adobo Loco. You ready for this, Josh? That just sounds crazy. <laughs> All right, let's this go. Is, this is this is vanilla stuff, man. Vanilla. It's only fifty five hundred, so it sounds crazy, but um, yeah. I think uh, I think we could put a couple more. Yeah, loco yeah, in, in the name is is yeah, it's misleading. Get her out of here, please. All right, Wes seems fine. Josh seems fine as well. <laughs> Disappointed. So I, do, I do have a story. Let me chew this first. When I was a teenager, mm. I was packing hot. And I mean, it's, it's not a glorious job. You know, you're, you're basically the grunt. And, um, and so, you know, like we got the guys running, running the, running the job and stuff. Well, the, my boss, you know, the, the, the head honcho of, of the crew, he's got this, this hot sauce. He had just, he went down to Mexico, I guess the weekend before. And he came back with this hot sauce. I don't even know if it was approved by the food and drug administration, you know, and he says, this stuff is unbelievable. Like it will, it will just wreck you. And he was like, um, I, I, I bet you wouldn't even, you know, try it. And I was like, Psh, I'll try it. I was like, I was like, let's put a little wager on it. I was like, you pour, oh, you pour, you fill up a bottle cap with that hot sauce. I'll drink it. I won't eat or drink anything for 30 minutes. I was like, let's put a couple hundred on it. Then another guy bet me 200. <laughs> another guy bet me 200. And I did it. And it was brutal. But you know what? And I'm I'm pretty competitive. So uh, <laughs> it was pouring down my face. And, you know, I was wiping snot. It was, it was disgusting. But I was, um, you know, I got paid that day. It was on a Friday and walked away with an extra 600. So it worked for me. So you've been training for this for a long time. It's like what you were talking about with the 17-year-olds and their athletic testing. This That's was right. just <laughs> getting started. Now you are My in your life. final form here. Yeah. Really competing yeah. and just 
you're going to wreck Josh, I think. I think is what Wes's be. mantra is like, no, no pain, no gain. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, like I said, I've been training my whole life for this. This is, uh, this is, this is what I live for. You know, my, my mantra is avoid pain at all costs. <laughs> like it's perfect for this. <laughs> okay. So yeah. And, and you know, it, what you were saying, Josh, it, about the draft. Absolutely. I, I, I tend to go a little longer. I actually, Actually, what I try to do if I'm gonna if I'm gonna sacrifice anything in a Debbie, it's gonna be my college roster. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I say that not saying that I'm not I'm gonna sacrifice the roster, but I'm gonna sacrifice if I'm gonna lose in a league, it's gonna be on the college side. It's not gonna be on the NFL side. I'm gonna win that one. And um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean I always win them, but that that's that's where I'm I'm putting everything in. So I continue to draft players that I think are gonna be NFL prospects from beginning till mostly until the end this year. Um, there wasn't the, as strong of a class for NFL talent available in a few of the leagues that, you know, where we, we did a touch up draft and, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, and that's usually what I'm going to do. So it's, it's, it's pretty much like the exact opposite. What Josh is going to yeah. do. He's going to go first couple of rounds. He's going to get, try to get his NFL talent. Then he's going to load up on his college guys. And um, yeah, yeah. So, and then, and that's fine. Cause it's, that's, that's what, you know, is his, is his specialty. So I get that completely. Um, but uh, yeah. So the next thing I want to look at is I'm going to look at, uh, you know, obviously, I mean, you want to, it doesn't mean I'm just going to completely abandon my college roster. I'm going to try to draft as many of the NFL guys as that I can, but I'm also going to try to have a competitive college roster and then I'll tell you, it, the draft is only part of the equation because then you have all of free agency. And I, I, I feel like free agency in college is just there's so much more out there. So you're able to build up your college roster that way. And that's what I that's where I try to get my um, my victories in college is through the waiver wire, through the blind bidding, whatever you got. And that's a great uh, point. Yeah, that's a great point. NFL, your free agents. I mean, how many are going to pop up that are going to really be a producer in college? It happens. There's a person who ends as a first round value, like every single year that nobody saw coming, like Joe Burrow was going undrafted. Oh, absolutely. Like Like Rasheen Ali, Marshall, you know, I I picked him up everywhere. Um, So here's what I do. Um, You know, like I said, I'm I'm mainly drafting for my NFL roster, but then after the afterwards, I'm going to look at, uh, at the, at the waiver wire. And one of the things that I'm going to look at is I'm going to, I'm going to look at those, um, those initial depth charts that are released. And I'm going to see the guys that were like, where did this guy come from? He must be pretty good. You know, that he's the starting running back for a decent squad. That's the guy that's going to catch my attention. Right. Yeah, definitely. And that's good. Yeah. And I think one of the things, I mean, you mentioned the opening earlier and you kind of get gathering these statistics on these players and it's like, I found like the opening actually closed off their resources to like, you, you may have access to it West cause you have no. connections, but like most of us don't have access to the opening stuff anymore. So I've had a transition to hundred meter times in a lot of ways and kind of yeah. gathering that data cause it's public. Yeah. But I will say on that side of things, I look like my running backs, I look BMI, right. My, you know, wide receivers, I look at, man, if they're not running a 10-9 or, you know, under an 11, I'm not touching them. And if they're under 190 pounds and they're not running under a 10-8, I'm 
Like I'm not touching them. So there's some of that stuff I'm starting to integrate, but I'm just, I'm really like two years into the C2C thing. Cause when we early on started with like our C2C league, like I just went all college. Mm-hmm. And this last year is the first year that I really started. I was like, all right, I could win the college side, but like, I want to try to start testing some stuff. And so I took like an Xavier worthy early and some other guys that I'm like, man, like, you know, I like these guys, but you know, but because I'm, I'm in the industry league with all you guys that know what you're doing. It's like, well, I got to play to my strengths and, uh, and see what we're doing. Uh, but, but yeah, I think, and I think I'm, you know, I picked that up from you too, Wes, of like the BMI stuff, you know, some of the things that really, the short shuttle times, like I really, if I can find that stuff, like that stuff really does matter to me. Like what's the differentiation between the 40 time and the short shuttle, like um, to kind of lateral quickness, agility, that type of stuff. But yeah, definitely. And harder, and, to, and, harder to come by. Yeah, no, it is. And, and I, you know, one of the thing, the place that I get it is if you go into uh, two, four, seven sports and the mm-hmm. individual player po- profiles and, and change the drop down to their high school. And a lot of times they'll have the, the numbers listed there. And that's, that's been yeah, my, that's it's, it's, it's a lot of work because you have to hand, you have to do it all by hand. Right. Um, you know, so, uh, but if you go into our rankings, um, our Debbie rankings, you'll see, we have everything that's available uh, for you. And, and, and that's useful because you, you get a, you get a sense for the type of player, you know, based, based on the size. I mean, you're always going to have your, your X's and Z's that are smaller, but for the most part, you're going to see the smallish guys and on the inside and, um, and then, you know, you can, you can kind of look at the speed. Usually, um, usually your Z receiver, he's the faster guy. Um, and, and you're going to have a whole lot of different types of setups and alignments d- based on the offense. So um, yeah, there's, there's a, there's a learning curve there as well. Just trying to get an idea for what, you know, what does a, what does a G receiver do or, you know what I mean? And there's just, and, and, yeah. and some teams have their own, terminology for the different types of receivers like Notre Dame, you know, yeah. they, 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 uh, they have their own, uh, Tommy Reese, he's got his own, uh, little system. So it's, yeah. it's difficult. It's a challenge, but I think this is time for round three here. So, okay. Hey, after we yeah. do round three, I want to ask you a question, Wes, about some evaluating between teams and players on teams and how you do that. Okay. Can I do that? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, you so, got to get some okay. more hot sauce on you first, though. All right, Burns and McCoy. We have uh, that's the company, and we have Mescaline. That's just what it's called, okay? Mescaline. All right, so they're dealing with sixteen hundred Scoville. Sixteen thousand, bro. Sixteen thousand. So you guys jumped up from five thousand to sixteen thousand. So quite the jump. We'll see if that jump is. Um, has any effects because the first two did not have much effect. Oh. I want to see some crying, some sweating, some tears. Man, I hope we're not crying this early on, man. Maybe not quite yet, but that'd be devastating for me. For, you know, putting in the body did. work, putting in the body work for those championship rounds. Do you, you eat know, it, Wes? Body blows. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's good. Oh, I don't want to drink that because that was one of the things, wasn't it? Who's going to drink first? Oh. I was Bro. just drinking just because I was eating. 
You've won that. Yeah, Josh is Josh is all over that. Oh, okay. I was drinking on the first one. You're I'm good. just thirsty. It's not, it's really not spicy. I'm, I, you could you would be able to tell. I, I'm it's not spicy. So Wes, what do we have here? Is that oat milk? I see. Yeah, and I was gonna I was gonna say that. So Natalie Portman's. I watch I watch a lot of hot ones. If if I if I recognize the name, I watch it. And uh, I mean, this girl, she's genius levels. Got crazy high IQ. And she did the best of all the people I saw on the show. And she's like this. She like she has a master's degree in some crazy something from Harvard or something. And, and she wrote this science paper on behavioral. I can't remember. I don't know what it was, but it was just ridiculous. And um, and she said and that if you drink water, it just messes with you. And that it's oat milk is where it's at. So I don't need it right now, but I will need it down the road. Yeah. So Wes, um, yeah. one of the, one of the flaws that I see with, you know, again, I've done, I'm doing a lot of C2C leagues at this point. One of the flaws that I see is people are like, Oh, let's just pick an Ohio state or Alabama wide receiver. And like one of them is going to hit. But the problem is, is like they get one of them and there's really, I don't see a lot of strategy and like what they're doing. So like when you, I mean, obviously an, an Alabama and Ohio state wide receiver is probably going to go in the first round, right. Of the draft and maybe, maybe two, like we saw this last draft last draft, but like when you're evaluating a like Chris Olave or whatever, like how are you determining, you know, obviously there's teams who you, you get what I'm asking, but there's teams to identify, but then how do you determine the players that you're going to identify on those teams? What traits are you looking for? Like what are the things that stand out to you? Oh, absolutely. So, First thing um, is, you know, get your hands on the on the tape. Obviously, uh, mm-hmm. I, I I definitely don't want to uh, try to evaluate a player. There's a running joke. It's uh, single game scouting, and you see you see too many people doing that kind of stuff where they just watch one game. Like, okay, no, I'm sold. This is the guy. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't do it because you. It, you know, a lot of the competition, it means a lot, you know, and, um, you know, uh, for an example, like Traylon Burks, if you look at the Alabama game, um, shoot, I can't remember the Alabama corner, but it, he ended up not even getting drafted. It was a bad corner that was on in that game and yeah. he shredded him and it was his biggest game from, from his last year. And, you know, I didn't put a lo- whole lot of stock into that. It was, uh, you know, he was be, uh, a Job. It was Job. Like Job. Yeah, Josh Job. Josh Job. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, but you know, so I, I definitely I want to I want to I want to make sure that uh, I'm going to look at all the tape. I'm gonna, I, I'm not going to like rest until I have every tape from a season, right? And um, so and, and so, let me ask you this: You're talking about like so I'm evaluating for the NFL. Well, so like high school into college, right? So like there'll be four wide receivers coming in Alabama or Ohio State, right? Yeah. And yeah, how are you determining which of those? Like I know a lot of guys are on Keon Graves this year from Ohio State. But like why, like for you, like why would it be one wide receiver over another at Ohio State? Is there traits that you're looking for? Yeah. Things like that coming in. Yeah, definitely, and and it's funny that you, that you mention him because he's actually uh, he's set up to be Jackson Smith and Jigba's uh, mm-hmm. heir apparent. So uh-huh. I'm surprised people don't like him. Um, no, and, no, 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 no. People are very high on him. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, 
That makes yeah. a lot more sense. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to collect all the data. I'm going to see if I can find some athletic stuff. And, and, and I also look at, you have to, you have to look at everything you have. Um, I don't, I don't look into like the 200 meter or, um, you know, relay stuff right. or anything crazy like that, but yeah, definitely, definitely record all the 100 meter stuff. Um, it seems to be, and, and then you can actually go into the track and field um, uh, measurements from the, the different high schools, uh, sign up for one of those accounts and you can get a lot of athletic information like mm. long jump, high jump, things like that. Um, so, you know, I'm going to try to get as much information as I can and get together in front of me. Then I'm going to look at another thing I like to look at is there's a correlation between how a player, um, the jump he makes from his first breakout season, um, you know, just where he comes, because there's usually a point where a guy just comes out of nowhere in high school and he's doing yeah. nothing and then boom, his body, his brain, everything just gets it. And he has a, he has a good year. And I look at that. I look at the, the jump from that year to the next year. Usually it's a junior year and I look and see what he does um, to us, to his senior year. And that's a really, there's a really good correlation between that and when you first see a player do something in college and what he's going to do the year after. Mm. And I really like that. I really like that comparison when I'm when I'm trying to evaluate who's going to do something this year, uh, you know, in the in a in a in a given year, but uh, you know, as far as far as the tape, it's it's so difficult. Um, you basically yep. you have to completely eliminate competition. Um, in my, I mean, I, I don't know who these players are, and I'm not going to spend the time looking up the individual defenders. Um, right. So basically, what I'm looking for is is in in talking to you yesterday is a lot what you're looking at. You're looking at footwork. You're looking at change of direction. You're looking at you're looking at. Uh, I want to see want to see a guy that's not just running verticals all day long. You know, I want to see yeah. see what how, how when they the, the type of cut in their route. See, I'm not going to go crazy into it like like I will when I get in when I'm evaluating an NFL you know a guy for the NFL. But I am going to look for the basics. And um, mm-hmm. you know, if you and when you go back and you watch a guy like Jackson Smith and Jigba, I mean, you could see it. It was it was right. there. When he was at Rockwall, it was it was right there on his tape. This guy was legit coming out, you know. And um, and you mentioned Xavier Worthy. That was another guy that that I was high on last year. You know, I didn't get him everywhere, but I did get um, a few shares because he looked really good on tape. But you know, I'm not going to spend a crazy amount of time on it. Like I said, right. I've, got, I've got too many responsibilities. But I used to right. do it. I used to do it when I had uh, when I you know before I worked at at PFF and started working you know my eighty hour work week. I, I used to right. go crazy with that and watch all kinds of high school stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Xavier Worthy is one of those. Right. I mean, he was kind of easy in the sense of like ran a ten six as soon as yeah. Michigan. He wasn't able to get in there. Sark was all over him, and it's like, oh okay. Sark sees some talent in this guy. You see the route running, you know, in high school and. Yeah, he was the one that I think it's a little bit easier to identify. But yeah, I look for route running is one yeah. of the things I look for. Um, like Marvin Harrison Jr. Like when you're like six three, two twenty, six four actually now, and you can run route. Your dad was Marvin Harrison, like maybe the best route runner of all time, and that then that shows up on tape. It's like okay, there's probably something there, and um, you know we should take that into consideration. But some you're you're right, like. I think wide receivers are the hardest in high school to evaluate from the film perspective because dominant high school receivers are just running nine routes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a little bit different, but yeah, that's good. Yeah. I like that a lot, man. Thanks Speaking of shark, he was actually the guy that originally 
uh, noticed Bryce Young. Bryce Young went to, uh, I believe he was 12 years old, and he was quarterbacking a, a high school team in, t- in this tournament at USC um, in the Coliseum, and, and his, his jaw hit the floor. I was like, I want this kid. And, and, and he was, Bryce Young was going to go to USC. And then when, when, when Sark went to Alabama, he followed him there. So that was what did it, huh? I didn't yep. know that. Yeah. Oh, I was wondering what the transition was. That's awesome. It's yeah. a good story. I like it. Okay. So what about you, JD? I mean, when you, when you're going through and you're, I mean, do you evaluate tape or are you a straight statistic uh, guy? What, what are you, are, are you just straight analytics? What, what is your approach? Um, uh, more so analytics and uh, statistics. I uh, do a lot of evaluating systems and uh, who's the next guy up, a lot of chasing volume, chasing coordinators. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where I start my process because, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm mostly in the college side. So, with you know, 130 teams uh, is watching tape on all these guys. It's just um, I don't have a chance. So a lot of what I'll do is I'll start there, and that'll give you um, guys who are right projected to take a big leap. Um, or whether that success is going to continue, right? You, you can almost always trace some sort of line into uh, where that success came from, right? Where that increase in volume came from, you can almost always go back and find it. So that's why I spend all my offseason, a lot of my offseason time doing. Uh, once I get that, and there's always questions, right? It's who's going to be, who's going to be the, the running back for Oregon State because they keep producing thousand yard season since like, I don't know. So then that's when I go back in. I'm like, well, some people like Fenwick, some people like Damian Martinez, Trey Lowe got all that run. Then that's when I, I identify people to watch tape on and I'll go back and I'll watch games. I'll go back and watch their high school tape. I'll, I'll go back and look at their high school stats. It's, it's basically just identifying guys to deep dive in because if you try to deep dive on every single person, like Josh does a fantastic job deep diving on pretty much every relevant um, incoming freshman. Right. But I, I more, I more so do so once they're in, identifying who, who's the next guy up and it looks so like that's a great thing you said about um graves being the next jsn fill-in role like that's a great thing i would try to identify is okay like chapman on unc looks like he's um he's gonna fill in for that josh downs role once josh downs is, is gone so i'm like well is he actually josh downs because josh downs is a special human so that's yeah. what you try to type, type <laughs> yeah not everyone has a 40 some in vertical no right and it's I running don't. like a 10 500 yeah, yeah I, I think another thing too i think with what you're saying with uh, JD with systems is you don't have to be this massive talent evaluator. You can go, Hey, Utah's pretty good at, a, at evaluating the running back position. Who are they targeting? They <laughs> and like Glover. Like, the coaches are, love Glover. Yeah. That's what, what I was going to say. Where's the poster, man? You, you had the poster, right? Oh, uh, it's, it's in the, uh, it's, it's in okay. the mailbox. I'm sorry. Right. It's coming. It's coming. Okay. It'll be plastered. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you know, uh, you know, Cartavis Norton, at Iowa state. I mean, there's these guys that are just coming up that these, these coaches are just gushing over that I think you can take what they're looking at. And they just look at traits that I think are pretty similar and, um, and they can hit at least on the college side. It's not, it's not foolproof, but the Alabama's of the world, some of that can be foolproof if you can figure out those guys. Yeah. So you mentioned, you mentioned uh, Glover, you mentioned Norton and there's, there's, you know, I put in a ridiculous amount of time when I was putting together my college ranks and um, you know, there's, there's no, I I really don't, I really feel like there's no way that you can, you can have a a foolproof uh, setup to your approach. I feel like you're always going to miss guys. It's impossible. There's no way to do it that where you're going to, you're going to catch it. We got 131 teams, 
Um, you know, you a lot of times you've got, you know, what, 10, 7, 8, 9, 10 running backs competing. Um, it's just it's impossible to get everybody, you know, and, uh, you know, I know it. I know it. As soon as I finish my ranks, I know I'm going to miss people. But it's not about the guys you miss. It's about trying to find the trying to find enough guys that are going to hit that you that that you uh, that you were able to evaluate. One of the guys you brought up there, somebody I love, one of my one of my my top guys, top true freshman at mm-hmm. running back, and that's Damian Martinez. I just love that kid. Um, Two hundred thirty pounds already going into, like you said. I mean, how many years in a row has Oregon State put out just a a stud uh, running back there? So. Um, I'm, I'm all over Damian Martinez love. And that's the hardest thing about, about doing this um, for a career is everything that you evaluate and all the work you put in, you just got to give it all away. Right. And everyone else gets it. And then you go into your industry drafts and everyone knows who you like, you know, so yeah. that's just the way it is. So, but yeah. you know what? I think, I think the fourth wing is calling us here. So let's go. Yeah. Number four. All right. So what do we have here? I think it's got Verde in the name. We got uh, yeah, we've got Los uh, Calientes Verde. Los Calientes Verde. Yeah. All right. Thirty six. <laughs> mini wing on this one. So a little nugget. Pretty good. Josh, what do you got there? Is that a bone in? How are you eating these, Josh? Yeah, bone okay. in right here. Okay. Nice. I'll tell you what. There, the the uh the after effect is increasing with each one okay. of just like of hotness for sure well that that was the last one that was under tabasco easy peasy josh this is this is pregame warm ups yeah the next one is we're <laughs> we're going above tabasco all right so, now we're getting into the real territory yeah, yeah. Hmm. I will say with Josh's approach, the only thing I'm concerned about here is that grabbing the boneless wing means you have to grab the boneless wing with your hands. And if you are are, are perspiring, you are for some reason crying, uh, and you go to wipe the eyes, that's when things could get serious. That's so Taylor, that's, that's look, there's 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 cultures right where they shake with one hand and they wipe with the other. <laughs> That's what we're doing here, man. Okay. <laughs> we're eating with one hand, we're wiping with the other. So that's awesome. Here we are. Here we are. You mentioned you mentioned that wide receiver is the hardest for uh, me. To yeah, evalu- yeah, to evaluate. Yeah, I, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm kind of the, um, the other way. The, the one that I have a hard time with, and it's, it's really, it's really not that I have a hard time with getting it right, but I just feel like there's just not a whole lot out there because you can look in, you can look in high school. And, you know, see, of course, some of the, you know, top talents are going to have it, but tight end. Um, mm. I, I feel like, I feel like this, the statistics in, in, um, in high school is important. Cause I mean, you have a guy like Brock Bowers or, you know, Michael Mayer, but even like yeah. Michael Mayer, he didn't put up ridiculous numbers in high school. Yeah. Um, I, it was. Wes, sorry. I'm going to get back to that. I specifically remember, cause I, I, Notre Dame's, I follow, I have family members go there, so I follow him pretty closely. I specifically remember heading into the freshman season, right? This kid, Mayor, he's really special. Uh, he should be the blocker tight end, and Tommy Tremble should be the receiving <laughs> tight end. And I go in expecting that, and then it's the complete opposite. Like, Tommy Tremble's one of the best blockers I've ever seen at the position, and Meyer's out here, you know. Yeah. Gets drafted in the third round to do it. But, I, but however, right, 
athleticism. Tight end yeah. is all about the the athleticism. Um, you know, you got a guy like Gavin Bartholomew. I mean, you watch mm-hmm. the kid play, and you know right away this guy, this kid's going to be playing on Sundays. Like, yeah. he's, he just has it, right? But we didn't have yeah. any athletic testing on him. But when yeah. you look at a guy like Bowers with four five speed, four five five speed and a forty and, and a quarter vertical at six four, two hundred and thirty pounds. I yeah. mean, goodness, this kid was just screaming, uh, future star, you know. But uh, you know, and Michael Mayer, you know, he he went to school not too far from where I live in Louisville. He went to Covington Catholic. I think he, I think while he was there, he had like a fifty nine and one record. Um, he wanted to be a basketball player. He didn't even want to play college football or he didn't even want to play football. And his coach was like, no, 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 no. You need to come play football. It's like, just play one year. If you don't like it, you can quit. But just, just play one year for, for And me. here we are. Yeah, and here we are, yeah. But, yeah, you know, I like, think, go ahead. I, well, I think, like, what you're saying, the athletic profiles, right, it's the basketball players yeah. that, that converted. So a couple guys this year, like Jaleel Skinner from Miami, like a lot of people thought coming in, oh, this guy, yeah, he's got some traits, but will he be able to gain weight? Will he be able, you know, is he going to be able to put it all together? And man, raving reviews in spring camp. Like he's packing on pounds quickly and like his, he's filling into his body and coordination and stuff like that. And so there's like guys like that, that are like, just like kind of like freak metrics, like 84 inch wingspans. Mm-hmm. And then it's the Shimon, you know, Matires of the world from Cincinnati who was a basketball player in high school down from Miami. And then th- he was a project, but he was a pretty high, high level recruit for the G five level. And he's, I mean, I don't know if he'll take over this year, but he's a monster. And I think he's a future day two pick, at least in the NFL draft. Um, I mean, he's like killing it in camp this, this spring. So it's guys like that, that like, can you watch them? And for a guy like Natalia, like you could have, you, you could wait, until this year because nobody was on him mm-hmm. to see if he could develop. So you don't have to waste a pick on him necessarily, but well, and then I, he had to, I should have, <laughs> he had to go put up a big spring game and now everyone knows about him. Unfortunately, so that was that so was, annoying. That was, that was not polite of him whatsoever. Okay, I'm going to throw it out there though. If, if you want to <laughs> know what's going on down in Miami or USF or FAU, <laughs> you go talk to Josh. Cause <laughs> That he keeps like forty percent of his brain waves on on the, that area, so uh, that that's I was shocked when you didn't have Xavier Weaver in your top one hundred wide receivers. I was shocked. Yeah, was, you know, good, man. I don't, I don't, I don't know if you recently saw my uh, <laughs> my interactions with UC, USF like football community, but they came after me, man. They were pretty oh, mad at me. Josh is a was, wanted man by that fan base now. Yeah, yeah, man. Some. You know, I can't be promoting Xavier Weaver anymore. So I got to keep that stuff to myself, apparently. Speaking of Miami, I know you're all over Toronto Citizen. Oh, yeah. So tell us about him. What's what's big on the the true freshman running back for Miami? Wes, one of the things I learned from you this last, you know, just doing live streams the last three months together, or I guess three, you know, six months ago now, but when we're doing it together is how a player wins matters. Right. So if a, if a small guy is trying to win, like he's 250 pounds, like it's not great. <laughs> or a 230 pound guy that dances all the time and is just trying to like juke guys out. That's, that's not going to work. You know, the higher level he gets. Trevante citizen, 
Like he's got some of the best feet that I've ever seen. He's six foot, 217. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He returns kicks. So he has that athleticism. And, um, and, you know, and I think he runs like a, like 11 second 100. And so I think he's got enough speed at 217 that he can really hit. And so I think a guy like that. And then again, like Mario Cristobal just seems to be able to hit on, um, hit on running backs and, and talented running backs. And so, um, yeah, between all of that, like I love Trevante citizen and, you know, Louisiana's like pretty good competition for high school. So he's not just like, uh, you know, just crushing a bunch of kids on tape that aren't very good. And, you know, I have all these things that check boxes, right? So there's those things. And then like a, like a recruiting guru from Miami, this guy, Larry Bluestein, who's just like known everywhere there. He's like a legacy. He says like Trevante citizens, the best running back recruit Miami's had since like the Frank Gore, Willis McGahee days. So when there's guys, again, like I see things and I'm like, okay, it looks good to me. But then I also look for confirmation from sources that like they're, they are, you know, they've been doing this for years and just see what they say. And if all of it lines up, then it's like, this is a no brainer to me that we should go after this guy. And he's got, you know, both college potential and NFL potential. And there's nobody like him in that backfield right now. Um, that's worth their salt. So, yeah. And that's a great point because, um, you know, like with Damian Martinez, even though I liked him, uh, um, I actually looked at his video and I, I, I just really liked what I saw. And, and, and even though I, and then he, he put up just ridiculous numbers and um, you know, so, so I'm liking him, but it, it wasn't, and I wasn't too crazy, you know, going too overboard with him until, I saw that he was ahead of everyone on the depth chart. And then I was mm-hmm. like, okay, now we're mm-hmm. talking now. We're, yeah. I want to see a coach that, that commits early. And, and that's, that's something that, that, that really helps me uh, with my evaluation on the true freshman, because like I said, so when we're evaluating a player that's going to the pros and he's playing in the power five and he's going up against the, these defenses, these known commodities, we can trust that that defense is putting up a fight, but we can't do that with this high school tape. We just can't do it. Um, we don't know who the individual players are, and it just takes too much time to, to try to track down who that kid is and things like that. So um, I, I feel like when when you when you get like you said when you get confirmation from from guys in a system and they're and they're they're really high on a player like right out of the gate, then you know right away. Okay. This is somebody that we need to be watching. So, J.D., yeah. I know there's some guys that, that you're looking at that you feel like have some some long-term potential. So who are some of the, the true freshmen that you are that you got your eyeball on? Yeah, I mean, I'm still looking at it, but you stole my Damian Martinez one. I know Josh knows I'm, <laughs> I'm big on him. Uh, I kind of start – sometimes I start my, my, um, my process like westwards and then look eastwards because I know a lot of people aren't looking at West Coast football mm-hmm. and I have to decide there. So yeah. I try that's where I try to get some, you know, early drafting values. Cause like you said, when we're in these industry leagues, it's hard to find value. So that's one way I try to is I know some people just aren't looking at them. And you know, P is near the end of the alphabet. A lot of people start if they're doing conference by conference, right? And and if they're doing G five first, that, that's the last one they're gonna look at is Pac twelve. So um so yeah, Damian Martinez is one. I like uh, Jalen Glover. From Utah's another one. I, I don't think um, this year. Feeling Josh's guy. That's that's Josh's guy. It's you know I don't think this year's the year for him. But mm-hmm. he, he mentioned Utah knows what they're looking at for running backs. We know for a fact it's a huge part of their system. 
they've said very good things about him. And like, even, I mean, I don't think he's going to break out this year, but I also wouldn't be surprised because Tavion Thomas, like, I know his, his final stats looked amazing, but it was a roller coaster of a year. He had fumbling issues. Um, I, I fumbled I, in the I, spring I, game. <laughs> of course he did. At the he, goal line. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I think those are two I've, I've identified um, for sure. Trevante Citizen, I know that's Josh's guy, so I can't steal him, but I was looking at Miami doing a deep dive there today. And, um, and man, with, with Josh Gaddis combined with Mario Cristobal and what Cristobal did for <laughs> Oregon coaching up that offensive line where all of a sudden they're just the best offensive line in Pac-12 and people forgot how that happened. It's Mario Cristobal. He's an offensive line guy at heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with all the good things we're hearing about Citizen, uh, it's just like, man, they could he could do some serious damage um, and he's probably going to get carries this year. He's probably going to be a, a factor going forward for the next three years. So, so I don't know. Those are, those are three yeah. of my favorites. Um, yeah. Wide receivers. So Wide receivers. I will say that the guy in Miami that I'm, ex- I'm mostly excited about over anyone else, I don't care how good a Trevante citizen looks right now. I mean, he's running back most. He's going to, I mean, he's not going to play beyond his thirties. I mean, it's, it's, it's against the, it's an uphill battle. But I'm going to tell you who I am very excited about in Miami is Tyler Van Dyke. I'm just mm. saying this kid looks – I mean, if anybody has a chance to get drafted, to have their name called near C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, is Tyler Van Dyke. This kid yeah. is legit. I mean, and for me, came out of nowhere. And, and then I, I, I have a hard time evaluating uh, a quarterback – too far ahead outside of the top couple of the guys in a class just because right. they look so lanky and they're just not athletic yet. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, there's just a lot of things in it. And then, you, you know, and then you'll see a kid and it just, the light turns on and they just, you know, they, you really find out who they are, good or bad, man, when he got his opportunity last year, was he not good, but let's, let's, let's uh, stick a pin in that. It's time for, uh, the Sauce Leopard Company and uh, the Seventh Reaper. So they're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna, yeah, they're gonna be in Josh's nightmares. So my my kids when we were coming on here, like so we they watched the the Tom Holland Hot Ones with me, and my daughter was like, "Why would you do this? Like this makes no <laughs> sense. Like please don't do it." And so it do you actually name their kids daughters. anymore, Josh, or you just call them like daughter number four? Daughter number four, for sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So how many kids do you have now? I forget. It was like six. I have four, but oh, the last okay. one, last one's a foster kiddo. So that one rotates usually. Oh, so, okay. Got to okay. keep you on your toes. Well, we have another guy um, who, who literally has, I mean, I think he has like 17 kids, at least nine, at least nine. It's ridiculous. But That's crazy. Um, yeah, here we go. Here we go. The All seventh right. Reaper. I'm expecting some facial. I'm expecting it to uh, show on Josh's face, face here. It's what, 59,000 Scoville? So a definite jump up. The name, I feel like there's no way it can live up to that name. So mm-hmm. Wes is fine with it. Mm-hmm. My tongue is burning. <laughs> yes. I have a yes. very, very high tolerance, Josh. So My tongue is burning. And my lips are going to be burning for sure. Uh, there it is. Yes, the sniffle. Here we, go. <laughs> we have the first sniffle of the show. See, I'm worried that I'm going to get down to these last couple, and I'm not. I'm going to be like, okay, let me tell you that that sauce I got from 
that the, the the barbecue place I was telling you about. So what I did is I went to a barbecue place. I'm like, I'm going to challenge myself here. And I got the, you know, they talk about how hot it is. And I ate it and I was fine. What, I mean, my mouth burned, you know, I could tell I had a lot of pepper. But I was I was fine. It was it was when the, I, didn't, I hadn't eaten anything of substance that day. And when it hit my stomach, I mean, it, it brought me to my knees. It hurt so bad. Um, but other than that, I was fine. I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to get all the way through this. But, you know, that's what they always say on the show. I was like, oh, this is fine. I'm going to be fine. You know what I mean? Then they get to number eight. And that's where. Yeah, that's what I'm not looking forward to, for sure. Beyond insanity. So, yeah, Tyler Van Dyke. And, and I'll tell you, one of the one of the games I loved was um, watching him play against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh and Kenny Pickett, mm-hmm. they were just going up and down the field. Yeah, and Pittsburgh had a decent defense. I mean, it wasn't as good as the teams that we've seen in the past, but it was they they had some good players. You know, it wasn't wasn't all eleven, but uh, what a good game! I just enjoyed that one so much. And yeah, that was um, a fun one. I'm so excited about Tyler Van Dyke. I think he's and, and not a lot of people are even talking about him. Um, even in the even in the Debbie community, I think I know there were there were a couple of recent uh, mocks that had him in the first round, and we're that's yeah. all going to change this year. That's all right. going to change. Yeah, he's going to be he's, up there. He's there's some one. pretty crazy names being thrown around. As, mm. as there's no guy, and there's some crazy names that I'm like, no freaking way. Van Dyke. I mean, I'm kind of a late adopter on Van Dyke because I, I, yeah, you said like some of these quarterbacks look like tall and lanky and awkward, and that's all that he was to me. I, I thought Jake Garcia. Uh, was going to be the guy to step up for that team, right? I just thought he looked mm-hmm. better than what I'd seen. And so I was a late adopter on him. And um, But I agree. When I'm looking at these these first-round quarterbacks, it's like, well, either Will Levis or whoever. You know, at least he has traits. or There's some, some truly crazy names. Tanner McKee. And then it's like, okay, Van Dyke fits. He belongs there. I would not surprise me one bit if he's a top-ten pick. Yeah, I'm, I'm all over him. Another guy I like there that, that, that I have in my in my top seven in, the, in our Debbie, Debbie rankings is Grayson McCall. I really like him. Mm. Really like his arm. I like his his placement. It's uh, actually I'd like to see him run a little bit less. I mean, it wouldn't be good for mm-hmm. a CFF, but uh, I want to see him stay on the field because uh, I feel like he he's got the ability to to win with his arm. And um, you know, he's definitely not going to be able to run like that at the NFL level. Yeah. So yeah. Um, he definitely like I, it feels like the NFL too. It's like there's there's traits that they look for, right? And it's like mobility, strong arm. Got some accuracy, right? If you have those three things, and Grayson McCall has those, yeah, like I he, think he can do all those things. He's like more aggressive than I originally had pictured looking at his stats. Cause right, he plays at Coastal Carolina. I try to watch them, but don't watch him as much. Looking at his stats, like you would, I wouldn't think he's aggressive, like his, his super efficient, his numbers, right? His, his, his passing efficiency that's always through the roof, his completion percentage, et cetera. Um, but yeah, when you watch the tape, the traits, like he's super aggressive, like fitting it into tight windows. There are a lot of amazing throws. So I think, um, one thing that he he's injured this off season, um, a lot of people expected him to make a jump to a, to a power five team and compete for a starting job there to boost his draft mm-hmm. stock. And I think that injury might've really hurt him, but, um, but if he's healthy, he's, he's going to go off this year and it sounds like he's going to mm-hmm. make a full recovery. So he, mm-hmm. he's, he's going to be a fun one to watch for sure. Yeah. Another guy that, that I, I was, um, I was leery on at first was, was Devin Leary. And um, I've, I've, I've come on to him a little bit and I I like him. And then, and then the other guy that, that really, um, I mean, and and I was, it was when we were doing the, 
the college football DFS pod and we, we were talking about him and, and I said, you know, if, if Blake Shapin comes out and beats mm-hmm. Oklahoma state, I'm going to, I'm going to seriously be impressed because, you know, here we have Jerry Bohan and look pretty good. You know, I thought that was his team, right? Right. No, Blake Shapin just walked in, played five games and took that starting job right away from him. Um, man, he looks so good. And, you know, we don't have a whole lot to evaluate uh, college, collegiate wise, but uh, he's another guy that I'm, I'm, I'm probably a lot higher on than other people. Yeah. Wes, it was kind of funny you mentioned Devin Leary because in our last national championship show of the year last year, it was Kevin and I, like we went through our Debbie freshmen that we like Debbie QBs, running backs, wide receivers. And I said like my sleeper was Devin Leary. Yeah. And Kevin looked at me like I had like three heads. He was like, <laughs> why are you mentioning Devin Leary? So when you wrote about him in your article as like a first round pick, as your like mock, I was like, thank God. Cause like Kevin just thought I was an absolute idiot. <laughs> I, I love Kevin. Don't don't take it the wrong way. I do. He is very set in his ways. Um, he has a hard time of that of allowing like a running back that doesn't fit a certain mold into mm-hmm. his Devi discussions. You know, yeah. And um, it's just different than what I, I'll do. I, I'm I never I never try to to force a player into a mold. Um, I just want to see a player that is comfortable in his own skin. So if he's 200 pounds, like a a Jameer Gibbs, I'm not going to just cross him off the list. There's no way. Like, just like James Cook. Oh, well, you know, he's too, he's too thin in his lower legs, but we're talking about a guy that could seriously switch to slot wide receiver today and play in the NFL. That's how good of a receiver he is. It doesn't matter if he's able to run up the middle or not. If he just, if he just gives us, you know, eight, nine, ten carries. If he gets, you know, that a game, and and then plus his receipt, we're just we're gonna get you. You never, you can never um, find the guys like an Austin Eckler coming out of college unless you evaluate everybody. You know, not everybody's right. gonna call, go to the pros at two hundred and twenty pounds. Right. Well, and like a Jameer Gibbs is like he's an automatic day two with his receiving work. If James Cook is a day two, then. Yeah. Then absolutely Jameer Gibbs is. And I just wonder, <clears throat> I don't know why he hasn't gained more weight, to be quite honest, because he he has this he has the frame to do it. He just ha- and he but he's not even like cut, right? Like like most like running back like running backs are ripped. And he's not. And I'm like, is he not working out in the weight room? Like what's going on with Jameer Gibbs? So I expect him, I still expect him to make a jump and to gain some weight unless he just doesn't have it. But unless- I can see him gaining Unless he just, unless he's just able to to win with what he has, so he put up yeah. a four five and thirty six inch vertical, um, you know, and you know he what? plays let's, faster than four five. Yeah, let's see what. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that was as a seventeen year old. Let's yeah. see what he does. Let's see what he looks like. Let's see. Let's see what is because I I can't imagine Alabama featuring a running back that's not putting in the work. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think that. So yeah, Gibbs is going to be the he's going to be the lightest running back that that Nick Saban has ever featured. Um, you know, it's not to say he doesn't have guys behind him. I mean, Jace McClellan, uh, I'm still all over him. I love him yeah. and, and, and Debbie. I think um, and his his numbers, his his uh, uh, metrics are just off the charts. Right. Um, you know, and he's going to get the featured role, I would say, probably next year mm-hmm. um, after Gibbs is gone. But uh, 
Um, there's a lot of guys here. And then another one that, that, you know, is not a big guy like Devin is Shane, 185 pounds. And that's updated. So, I mean, he's, yeah. he's, he's, a, he's a smaller guy. We're talking world-class speed though, like Olympics yeah. speed. And he's going to be the fastest running back in the NFL the day his foot hits the ground. Um, right. So, so should we mark him off our list? Cause he's not 220 pounds. no, no, mm-hmm. this guy is going to be a baller, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, Reggie Bush. But, you know, again, like you mentioned earlier, we, you want to look at your BMI. It, does BMI mean that it's he's going to be good or he's going to be bad? It does not. It does not. No. But what it does tell us is that if, he, if he's got some little skinny BMI, you're you're a little you're a little hesitant because right. that means that it, they take the right shot and you don't know what's going to cave in. You know, the, um, the Jalen Knightons of the world that just their BMI is too don't have the frame to gain weight either. Exactly. You know, sorry, when when I look at a Shane, I he's not that skinny type. He's mm-hmm. he he's got a little bit of meat on his bones. I think, yep. and, and for his size, the BMI is actually okay. It's actually right. okay. So, yeah, um, but then sure. you got the monster BMI guys like Braylon Allen. My goodness, six two two forty. So, JD, what are what are your thoughts on Braylon Allen? I absolutely love Braylon Allen. I made sure to tweet about him as much as I could last year because I feel like a lot of people were late in adopting to him because I don't know they said he was a linebacker he's hey JD is he some... is he 17 <laughs> yes he uh is 17 and he's he's going backwards in age he has Benjamin Button's <laughs> disease so he will be 16 for this upcoming season actually um but yeah I, I just I mean by now everyone's on it but during the season it was like you know Wisconsin is just we all know what they are we all know they've been waiting for that back and they haven't been able to find when they cycled through a bunch of guys and immediately, like before he even sees the lead back role, it's like, okay, there's the dude. Look at how he's moving. And I know he ran some like 40 time. And this is what you're talking about, right? He ran that was like ridiculous. It was like above five, I think, wasn't it? Uh, and five, so everyone, all the spread, yeah. this, the, the spreadsheet bros, and I use spreadsheets too. So I don't, I don't use them. I mean like that. But, you know, the people who only use the spreadsheets are like, oh, he's fat and slow. And who cares? Oh, he's 17. <laughs> It's like, dude, no, watch him play football, please. Can, you, can we please sit down and watch a game? Yeah, of when you when you average seventeen yards a carry in high school, like you just yeah. got to be like, I don't care what the competition well, is. Like, you got to. It take goes it back to what we were saying, though. We're not we we're not taking these numbers. So let's let's put them into pr- perspective here. These numbers were not collected like the day they walked onto a college campus. Yeah. This was the year before they graduated high right. school. So go right. look at Kadarius Tony's numbers. They're not good. Like mm-hmm. he, he wasn't the type of athlete that he is now. He was not even close. He was a quarterback. He was soft. But mm-hmm. then he put in the work. The same with a guy like Braylon Allen, who also had a, a short shuttle of five. All right. So That's crazy. Number six, we have Collard and Ghost. Seventy thousand. Seventy thousand. It comes up. It comes to us from uh, hot and spicy, Chef Sam. Okay, let's do it. All right, Sam. Just, let's do it. Devil just smell this. Yeah. I smell this, and my eyes start watering. <laughs> uh, all right. After this, we need also answer a YouTube question about playing in Devil leagues. Where can you play in Devil leagues? So yeah, we had a good question there. Uh, yeah, I know sometimes that's annoying, especially. I I know. Uh <laughs> Uh-oh. I know Wes is Uh-oh. good, but 
You'll make it. The face is reddening. I chose drums for these ones. So uh You got some meat on that drums for the for the first one, but the BMI that bad boy. We have drums, but I was like, you know what? I just want to keep it my type of chicken. Not as messy. We got the Braylon Allen of wings over here. That's I don't know if I'd choose that for the ghosts. Yeah, that's a good question. I know uh sometimes that can be frustrating. It's a lot of like who you know, right? Um, so do you guys have a good response for that? Cause it, it is frustrating, especially I see a lot of people interested well, in it and then kind of get turned off right by, by just if, it being more difficult yeah. to find. If there's like Wes, if it's not fan tracks, are there places like, do you just do a spreadsheet that your commissioners are keeping or what do you do? Well, yeah, if you're, it, it depends on the type of, it depends on the type of league you're playing. If, if you're playing in a, like we said, a straight data, you can use any site that you want because you can just do an offline draft, just build a spreadsheet and draft your, your players that way. But if you're going to go with, you know, you, you want to do a C2C and you want to play, actually play out the college league, the only choice is fan tracks. Okay. That's where it's at, you know? Yep. Um, but, um, and, and that's frustrating. But hopefully now that we have the NIL deals in place, I feel like we're going to start getting, um, uh, hopefully, as soon as as soon as uh, you know we start seeing more teams invest or more uh, companies invest in college, which it's got to happen because these these players are getting paid for their image. So we're going to see that uh, come to you know it's going to happen soon, and that's that's kind of where I'm 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 really you know got my fingers crossed there. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So we got four more to go. All right, what's um? You guys ready for the next one, Josh? No, no, you no, no, no. Let's 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 uh, let's talk okay. about something a little in between first. Okay, um, I just I just want to say one thing. First off, props to Fantrax. I know they get shitted on a lot. Yeah. Um, but props to them. They're the only one doing it. So shout out Fantrax. I'm on that site. Yeah. More than and they're improving. Goddamn site. And they're they're listening to feedback and. Yeah. Um, Know, everything that we're requesting that they're doing yeah. and so mm-hmm. you know i imagine it's and, hard to run a site and yeah and yeah, even if, sure. if you're doing ctc if you're doing debbie or you're doing a taxi squad whatever you're doing i don't know if it'll ever become fully mainstream debbie right but i think for sure what wes is mentioning about the nil is a big deal like we have the college football games coming back right it's going to be a lot easier we think there's still hurdles right for this to become more mainstream and to run fantasy website where you can actually list the player names like i remember playing when i was younger on cbs sports line hq and they didn't even have the player names right just like the old college football video games you're drafting uh buffalo running back right um so it, it's getting it's getting the obstacles are becoming less and less and the more you are an early adopter of this the more you are tuned even if you just have one team if you're fine-tuning your process that way, once, once right once who knows it becomes more mainstream but it will become more and more out there you will just be more in tune because you'll have your process down. Even if you're just tweaking it and not really going balls to the wall, it'll benefit you in the long run, I think. And it, even if you don't, it'll benefit you in your NFL teams because like Wes said, you'll know what to evaluate. You'll know, you look at rookies, you, you'll kind of have your process down a little bit. Even if it's not fine-tuned, you'll, you'll know what you're practicing. You should always be working on something as a fantasy player instead of just... Well, yeah, right. and shameless plug, but like if you use like Wes's Debbie rankings and our CFF rankings... 
like, and you go into a C2C, like right now, like it is wild, wild west there where you can find that sweet spot of like that drive, drafting the Debbie guys, but then hitting the, the college guys. And like my ROI <laughs> last year on those leagues was just insane because yeah. it's really a, you know, it's a weakness in the system right now where main, again, like most people just, it's 50 roster spots and they spend all 50 on Debbie guys and then have no idea what's going on. And so there really is an, an opportunity as even if you don't understand it fully, just trusting Wes and, and myself and getting into it, like, man, you're going to win some money and that's a, and then have some fun in the process. So really put on those training wheels, but went in the process for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, if you go back to um, the early days of, of just NFL fantasy and you're looking at <clears throat> the transition between reporting sports reporting and and a lot of times it was it was regional so when you were when you lived in a certain region that was near um you know say if you lived in california or you lived you know um in in texas or or whatever where there was there was just reporting on multiple teams you had a serious advantage over the other parts of the country that's what we're offering you with with our rankings we're giving you uh, a framework that nobody else is going to have. And when you, it will, unless you play in an industry, which I wouldn't recommend for your first exposure. And I feel like that's what, that's what is keeping people from, from playing Debbie is just not knowing what it is. And, yeah. and really, so like Joe Dolan, I know everyone knows who he is. Um, I, last year I got into, into a, into a Debbie league. And I was like, look, Joe, it's not hard. I said, you know your NFL, you know your NFL guys. He knows some of the college teams. He doesn't know all of them, but he he knows who the good players are uh, across the country. And I was like, you're just gonna take take to this and run. And he got into the league, and he was like, oh, dude, this is so much fun. You know, just because you know he gets to look at his Penn State guys. He gets to look at. He knows the Big Ten inside now. Um, and, right. and he loves it. He loves it. And that, that is what that is. I mean, if, if you want, if you do anything else this year, at least play in a Debbie league, because I know you're comfortable with the NFL stuff. You might not be comfortable with the college. That's fine. Start out with just a basic Debbie where you don't <clears throat> play the college side. But, um, you know, and so you're going to just put those guys on a taxi squad. But then next year, take that next step and then try with just a college league, you know, you don't have to play in a hundred different leagues. Just do one and, and just try it out. I'm telling you to open up a whole new world. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And okay. So let's, let's look at, let's look at um, um, wide receiver real quick, because um, there's a few guys here that, that I'm a lot higher on than I know you are, Josh. One of the guys is Tyler Harrell. Um, it transferring mm. in from Louisville to Alabama, four two four, verified speed at the Louisville Pro Day this past year. Just wanted to run it, show people what he could do. And uh, I noticed, uh, you know, I've got him in my in my top ten. Uh, I think I had him in top top twenty at least. But I know you have him outside your top fifty. So mm-hmm. what are you seeing with Tyler Harrell, or what are you not seeing with Tyler Harrell? Yeah, so. I think Harold's one of those guys. One, like I'm pretty high on Burton, and I know you are too. 
right? And so he's the main guy this year. And then after that, like, I think with Harold, like my fear, I, I could see the range of outcomes, right? Is he's Jamison Williams, right? And I think that's that's there. I don't know if he's as good as Jamison. Who you were on, by the way, when a lot of CFF guys, including me, were not on last year. So you were on Jamison last year. Yeah. And, but Harold, I'm afraid they're just going to use him to clear out everything underneath and not throw him the ball a ton. Cause I just don't know. And I know like a, like his a dot was ridiculous last year, Yeah, but I'm a little bit afraid that like his talent, I don't see the same talent I see in a Jamison Williams um, right now. Um, even last year. And I watched a lot of Louisville. Like he just didn't pop off the tape to me. Like now part of that is like, maybe I'm biased and I liked Amari Huggins, Bruce a lot more, but so but, you know, in the Alabama system, if you're in a 4-2, like, and you're going to – because he's going to be the starting outside receiver. Like, I'm in there. Well, I guess the other question is, like, what do you think he plays? Do you think he takes Ja'Cory Brooks' spot? Do you think he takes JoJo Earl? Like, what – like, because I, I think he's got to play out, outside. I, what do you think? Well, I think that, that we're going to see we're going to see him on the inside plenty. I, I you know we're mm-hmm. we're we're pl- we're in the age of of uh, receiver alignment where you can move guys inside now. Just you know trying to find the matchups. I really don't see Earl playing a big role this year with with those three. Um, right. I think they need they need uh, Brooks in there. They need his size. Um, you know to kind of balance the Jermaine Burton and and Tyler Harrell at six both at six foot. But so when when Alabama when they beat Ohio State a couple of years ago in the championship game, uh, Nick Saban came away, and even though they won the game, um, he was just really disappointed just in the overall uh, level of speed with his uh, his roster, you know, because he he was playing up against you know uh, obviously Ohio State has a lot of speed, and you know it was it was basically like where they had to just rely on Devonta Smith, and 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 he was basically all of their offense. Um, and, and he didn't really have that type of game breaking speed. He was just so good, um, such a good route yeah. runner and things. And, right. and that was, that, that was how they were able to win through the air. Um, and he told his coaches after that game, he's like, we need to get some speed in here. Um, you know, cause he could see that, 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 that's, that's just, you know, obviously something that they had lacked and that's why they went out and got Jameson stolen from Ohio state, you know? Um, and then, and then of course they had Mechie uh, and, you know, so, they they brought in a guy that that you know Burton he reminds me a little more of like a, a Jackson Smith and Jigba type player, um, so I think he could play inside. I, I don't I, I think that we're going to see those three kind of rotate um, in, in and we're going to see some on the inside. Some I, I don't think we're going to see Brooks. He's going to be on the outside at all times. Um, so it'll be between um, it's going to be between uh, Burton and and Harold, and then you know we'll see some JoJo. Or I'm not saying he won't play. Um, I'm right. just saying that, I'm just saying that. Uh, um, he's going to be uh, the fourth in the rotation, but um, you know, I, I, I um, it, as far as Debbie goes, when you see a guy that's got like four two speed, I mean, it's one yeah. thing when you when you play at Louisville, um, and you know, no no knock on Louisville, um, but you're not going to get the same type of attention uh, when you play at, at Louisville than you are at Alabama. If you go to Alabama and then you and then you go to the combine, you run four two, you got four two speed, man, you're going to have you're going to first round all the way. And everyone's going to be all over you. Um, so in a Debbie, and, and and I was talking about CFF ranks when I said that Josh had him at the right at fifty. I'm not. We're not talking about Debbie. 
Um, but I, I just want to point out that uh, that you know th- this is this is like Tyreek Hill type speed. There's not there's not a lot of guys that can run that fast. So um, definitely right. somebody to look at. And and one more thing with and why in the CFF ranks why do I have him ranked there? Well, the wide receiver two for Alabama over the last eight years is scoring eleven point five points per game on average, and then you got sixteen fantasy points per game 11.9 and half and 10 over the last four years and so i mean i guess the question is is like is he a 16 point a game guy um but look at the names even that then, were the number ones though are is is jermaine burton is he going to come in and be a jameson williams type producer is he going to come in and be a devonta smith type producer right um, you know and and we've seen we've seen alabama offense um you know, support uh, several receivers, you know, not with major contributions, but with, with usable numbers back when we saw Jerry Judy, we saw Jalen Waddle, and we had uh, Devonta Smith back before his, his big eruption. Um, you know, so they, they were, they were usable as far as CSF, CFF, but I don't want to get down that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that's why I, that's why yeah. I don't have him as high as like, man, wide receiver twos. I just struggle a little bit um, unless it's Ohio state. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. part of that is my bias towards Marvin Harrison and my unabashed love for him. So, yeah. Okay. So let's go to number seven. Let's punish ourselves here. We got Turfing's Curse. It's a Holagi hot sauce. That's the company, South Dakota. Um, yeah. Let's do it, man. Here we go. Uh, 99,000 Scoville units. Big time numbers. How's it feeling? Not too bad yet. Waiting for it to kick. Sweet. Oh, going in for another bite. Not too bad, Josh says. He says, I might as well have the whole thing. I'm getting a little hungry. They got any uh, hotter sauce in here? So Mm. it's a blend of habanero, ghost, and scorpion peppers. Scorpion pepper. Yeah. Yeah, it's got citrus and ginger. I knew it was kind of sweet. So I lost I lost a lot of my my uh a, a little bit of my senses, yeah, when I had COVID. But you know, it's coming back a little bit. All right, you taking another bite, I'm taking another bite. <laughs> Honestly, Jeez. that one was not as hot to no. me as the one before that. I think maybe they're setting us up for number mm-hmm. eight. Because number eight's mm-hmm. the one that's like the bomb tastes tastes terrible and is like just the next level. So is that your favorite one so far, Josh? Sounds like it is. I mean it, it's not bad. It wasn't bad, yeah. Not bad at all. Yeah. It's really not. My lips are still burning and my tongue. Be careful, that, like, be careful licking your lips. Yeah. Um now you're thinking about it. Now it's in the back of his head. Okay, little fun fact to derail this conversation a little bit. Phil Steele had Cartavis Norton as RB1 in his magazine he just released over Jarrell Brock. So, Wes, do you have any big takes on – I'm not a big Jarrell Brock fan personally. Um, And I don't think Cartavis Norton is overtaking that backfield this year, so don't don't hear me saying that. But, like, Mm -hmm. what what is your take on 
on Brock because I see him consistently going high, and I'm just not a fan personally. But no, 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 I, I'm I'm right there with you. Um, I'm not feeling it. I was looking at the numbers, and um, I, I was never impressed with what I saw when he did get get on the when he did get on the field. And um, I'm I'm looking at you know his data right now, and um, uh, he's he's not been impressive as as far as breaking tackles. He's got a 32.8 elusive rating. And and normally if a guy's not at, at least 80 uh, mm-hmm. in, a, in an elusive rating, I don't even want to look at him. Um, yeah. An elusive rating is something I learned when I was at PFF. Basically you factor in missed tackles, uh, forced, um, you look at yards after contact, but you're also looking at the same criteria as a receiver too. So, you know, it has, um, it has some different variables in there, but I mean, yeah. if I'm, if I'm being honest, Dion Silas has been um, more impressive. Uh, you know, they, we're talking limited touches for both of them. Right. Um, only 13 for Silas, 51 uh, carries for, <clears throat> for um, Brock, but as a receiver, yeah. I mean, Brock is um, he, he's uh, 0.71 yards per out run, which isn't terrible. But I, I usually want to see that number around one, um, right. at least at least zero point nine. So um, yeah, he's falling short and every. I mean, I'm not ex, I'm not that excited about the backfield there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if if Norton does come, you know, step forward and and take that because I'm, I'm, I feel like it's 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 something that they that it could something he could take. He put up twenty four fantasy points per game over his last 17 games in high school, um, yeah. and, you know, so yeah, averaged, um, you know, 8.4 yards per carry. So then he played for a, a decent school in Georgia, Waycross. They were the, the 20th best uh, school in Georgia. So, um, you know, I, and that's something I always like to look at is what was the right. state rank? What was the, the school state rank? And um, mm-hmm. definitely something I want to look at. And he's already 5'11", 210. And this is, this isn't even updated. This is this is what I pulled from um, just from, uh, uh, you know, looking him up in high school. So this yeah. is probably from his 24-7 profile. And, and like, he didn't play his junior year because he had an injury and COVID, right? And so <clears throat> you have these factors, right, where there's a lot of evaluation that happens in a guy's sophomore, junior year. And if you don't have that tape, and then so he broke out as a senior. So he's a late breakout guy. So they don't adjust those rankings to really late in the process. And so he goes under the radar pretty much throughout the whole thing. But um, so I think that's another thing with a guy, like if you're like, who's Cartavis Norton, why isn't he ranked higher? And it's like, well, that's why, like, but if you go back and look at the tape from his senior year, like, man, that's some good tape and he wins in way. Well, he dance he, he dances a little too much for me, but like, yeah, he wins well. And, um, and then like, I, I got obsessed with them late March, early April and so I started like following during their um, – they had some open scrimmages. I started following Twitter. And it's like every fan is like Cartavius Norton looks like the best player on the field, you know. And it's like, you know, not that fans know everything. But when there's like every like multiple different sources saying all the same things, it's like, oh, that's interesting that like a true freshman who's just stepping in is like popping off to, you know, just the normal observer. Yeah. So – it's like things like that, that for me, like, oh, okay. Again, there's these, all these different data points that just start to align. You go, all right, like I should really consider these um, in this process. So anyways. I will say that the, the, one of the biggest challenges for me with true freshmen is, is the athlete designation. 
Yes. Because it's just so hard to um, to invest in somebody, at least early on, when you don't know for sure what they're going to play. Because um, it, it, it reminds me of Trayvon Diggs. Um, and when he was at Alabama, he came in, he had good numbers in high school as a receiver. Um, and there was talk that he was going to play, wanted to play receiver. And then next thing you know, he's, you know, he's now he's playing, he's one of the, the, the rising corners for Dallas Cowboys. And, um, you know, my investments didn't go anywhere, you know? Yeah. So that, that's, that's a, that's a little wrinkle. And then the other thing is that guys can come out of nowhere if you don't look at those, I, I get I, I get kind of ticked off with these athlete designations, and then all of a sudden a guy will pop, and I'm like, where did he come from? I, you know, I looked at everybody, and then oh, okay, yeah, he, he was under that that athlete designation. So that's the other thing, you know. So, but if you're if you if you get into your first Debbie league and you decide, you know what, um, I, I'm going to try to do this on my own. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna I'm going to chart my, my true freshman and I'm going to, I'm going to try to do it and, and, you know, see what I can do. And I'm telling you, you're going to, you're going to run into the same issue and right. You know, but I'm hardcore every year. I've got, I've got a database going back pretty far on true freshmen. And I, yep. I, I put the, I put the work in and I'm, I make sure that I always fill in every blank, you know, and I, I do some insane searches trying to find information because it's not, it's not all right there. <laughs> In front of you, you, you have got, to. You got to search if you want to fill those blanks in. And well, uh, Wes, a good story with that. Is that yesterday we're talking right about Amarian Hampton, yeah. and you're like, oh yeah, like I was like, oh yeah, I ran a ten nine five hundred, and you're like, oh, I have eleven five four, and it's like, well, how did yeah. I know that? Because I found it on the Tar Heel Premium two four seven message board. <laughs> they're like, oh, that's you know, that's some kid from stuff. his hometown. That's useful. <laughs> stuff, in those message boards. Yeah. All right, guys. Anyways, it's just funny stuff. Okay. This is it. Oh, I tell, one guy I want to point out real quick. And everyone, I don't know what people are seeing with this guy, but I, I looked at his tape. I didn't like him that much. And it's Tevin White, Arizona State. And yeah. I mean, I don't know what, what. Sometimes I don't know what these evaluators are looking at because I just do not like this kid. He comes in ranked. Um, uh, 24-7 has him with a 90 ESPN at an 83. I'm what what was what was the problem here? Because I'm I'm not seeing that type of player. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And then on top of that, you have Arizona State. That's just an absolute yeah. mess. Who knows if he's and even like, gonna be what, there? Like, yeah. 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 Like who like he's not gonna play, you know, Sabian Valade is gonna have that backfield this year and then who knows what's going to happen? Who knows who they're going to recruit? Who knows who the who, what coach is going to come in <laughs> right. after Herm Edwards is fired? I mean, there's just so yeah. many variables, right? That are inconsistent. It's a guy like Tevin White. It's like, man, I'm staying away from that. Even if yeah. I like this film, you would be, you know, well, with transfer portal that changes the game and a lot of this stuff. I mean, like an Evan Pryor, who you like yeah. a lot, Wes, and I like a lot. Yeah, I do too. I like Pryor. He's, I think he's going to be a player. You know, he, even if he if he transfers out, I think mm-hmm. I think this is a guy that's going to make some noise. But yeah, I mean, just go back and just take all the players that Arizona State has lost the past couple of years and put them on the roster. I mean, they're like they're close to like college playoff level. I mean, right? Yep. They have just lost so much talent. All right, you ready for this? Da bomb, da bomb, and and uh, don't don't be confused. The one hundred thirty five thousand six hundred 
um, uh, Scoville units? No. Okay, so Josh has Evolution. I have uh, Beyond Insanity. And Beyond, I had to order it separate. Beyond Insanity is uh, it's straight um, pepper extract. So there's there's no there's no flavor to hide the the heat. Um, it's and they call it pure capsaicin. So um, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, this can be fun. I am not. He, so. he says all that joking, and then yeah. says he's looking forward to it. No, <laughs> it wasn't I, when I watched the hot ones earlier. They said this is the worst tasting thing. Yes. <laughs> And right, I made sure to put a little extra one on this. JD, right, are you go. ready to host the rest of the way? We yeah, if you guys topple over and need to go to the bathroom, you guys do it. I'm glad I got my Contavious Norton take. <laughs> yeah, I will slander all your favorite players Let's once you this. guys are unable I've watched to watch. like 50 episodes, and you know, and I've seen everyone struggle with this, so here goes. Right. Good luck, gentlemen. Godspeed. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, that's that's good stuff. <laughs> Are we able to talk? What do we think? You guys look like you're doing all right. No breakdowns. Mentally, you're still there. The more Physically I chew, the hotter it gets. <laughs> Keep chewing, baby. You got this. Keep going. There's no way back. Don't lick your lips. <laughs> that's good. My mouth right is there. on fire. No problem, it, it Wes. Tastes, it tastes a lot like that that um, that barbecue place is chicken. I wouldn't okay. be surprised if that's what they're using. That Pepper level, <laughs> that level went up like ten times from everything else that we've done to this point. <laughs> Did it taste as terrible as we've heard? It's not good. It's not great. It's not. It's the taste isn't terrible, but okay. Oatmeal, baby. Oh. Josh, what are you drinking there, by the way? I don't think you ha- you got the oat milk going, do you? No, this is oat milk for sure. Oh, you guys are on top of it. I got yeah, a, I you know, my daughter's princess him. cup over here full of water, but <laughs> hold on. I got a, I got a gonna get your, here. Don't get your lips with that sauce on her princess cup. She's going to be in for a rude it's hot. I will say that. I can feel it like the le- the right part of my lip because I tried to like do as much that didn't touch my lip as possible. The right part of my lip is numb. <laughs> it's not moving when you talk. It's like a. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, my my tongue is yeah, it's on fire for sure. Woo. These are you the know, dedicated that's... analysts you need in the Debbie space in the CFS space. You need some sick individuals beyond insanity, as it's called. That's what you mm. need. Oh man. Well, hey, one one thing with evaluation we talked about with athletes, Wes. Um, Scott Barrett talks a lot about pr- post draft, right? He yeah. likes to go into the press conferences and listen to all of that and see what they're saying on players. And it really is like kind of this he feels like this cheat code for him to really learn more. Yeah. <clears throat> the same is true in college of National Signing Day press conferences where Coaches are gushing about their players. But one, you'll learn – for athletes, you'll learn where they're going to play them. Yeah. But then also, um, you learn who they really like, what they think about that player. They can finally talk about them by name where they couldn't before and things like that. So it's usually a really positive day. They're a little bit more open. It's, I don't know. It's the greatest parallel we have to what Scott Barrett's 
talking about. Um, but there's 130 of them, so it's a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. There's a time time factor there. But, yeah. You're going to need yeah. to compile all those, put it on a two and a half times speed, just yeah. to it while you go for a walk. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. You're going to be all right, Wes? No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm just Whew. I'm waiting for the, the initial burn to you know die down a little bit. That yeah. was the first time Wes was visi- visibly affected whatsoever. Yeah, that was um, that was spicy, <laughs> and I'm I'm still feeling it a little bit, just a little bit, you know. Trying to trying to maintain my composure here. <laughs> JD, we're gonna have to take over the uh, the hosting here. I think. I think so. Wes, Wes needs some time to collect. He's going to go into the med tent. You yeah. know, maybe they'll shoot him up, whatever they shoot those guys up with. Um, and, you know, and they're back on the field throwing touchdowns in no time. So we have no yeah, doubt. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Oh, man. Well, I could talk about Jalen Glover for hours, but I don't think anybody wants to hear about him yet. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> uh, another great one, though, to talk about, I think – is you know quarterback position i think is one of the most difficult ones to evaluate unless you have like the bryce youngs coming in that are pretty obvious um but do you guys have guys this year that you're that are coming in that are that are freshmen that you're like man i really i think these guys are really going to pop off and um and hit um is devin brown a guy west for you i don't know if you can talk yet or if we should no i do like devin brown and I was, I was watching him and, you know, more than anything, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to find the guys that I just want to just cross off my list. One of the guys was, um, um, it's hard to, it's hard to think, (laughs) um, Ty Simpson, Alabama. I don't like him. Yeah. I don't like him. Go back and be careful. The C2C guys love him. He runs backwards, you know, Reminds me of Tyler Tyler Goodson with Iowa, where he would do mm. that, that jump backwards thing. When he feels pressure, he turns around, he runs backwards. There was one play where he ran backwards forty yards. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Nick Saban. Like would, <laughs> I don't think that would mix well with Nick Saban's personality. <laughs> and I was just going through his senior highlights, but I'll tell you a guy I love. Is Drew Allar? Yeah. What? Like just from watching his tape, or yeah, and and well, and yeah, the numbers too. Yeah, the numbers are great. I mean, they're ridiculous. Um, a strong arm, powerful arm. Um, he's got that. He's not lanky. Mm-hmm. He's six uh, four, but two hundred and thirty pounds. Yep. This guy is thick. He's the future. If if Clifford, I mean, who? Every single drive, he's good for throwing one 10 feet above a receiver's head. Um, uh, you know, if he gets hurt or dinged up, there's he's not going to get his job back. Side note, if if Will Levis is a first-round QB and, like, hits in the NFL, a fireable offense for James Franklin, quite frankly, in that staff to start Sean Clifford. Who like is pretty like to the naked I mean, eye is a bad quarterback. Is I agree. Like, Will Levis walk? 
But didn't didn't Levis play at Penn State? He played, got a, some game time, and he he kind of yep. looked like he looked like they Sean didn't Clifford. Him, they didn't let him use his arm very much. He was mainly a wildcat quarterback. I mean, that's yeah. basically what he was for him. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember. They, they, they treated him like he was a fullback. He looked like a yeah. fullback with a big arm. Yeah, and and Clifford is he's like a good game manager, right? And he's got some arm strength, but <laughs> I mean, he's got some of the worst accuracy that I've seen. Um, in in the game right now in college right now yeah let's see i think i have him at let's see where is he ranked in my debbie ranks um number 128 and that's just because he's at the very bottom that i just haven't eliminated him yet there's like zero percent chance that sean clifford does anything in the nfl yeah yeah i like drew Aller a lot and i watched this film and i was like man this kid's awesome saw yeah. the stats <clears throat> the one thing that's holding me back right now is I watched the Army All-American game, and I know that's you know it can't be everything. And then I watched the Penn State spring game, and both he looked really nervous. Yep. Yeah, like he like it was just like processing really fast. And I'm like, is this competition? Is this like just like first game jitters? I mean, Tyler Van Dyke yeah. had the same thing, right? So you can't yeah. just yeah. such a small sample size. Yeah, but I'm I'm like, man, I I moved Cade Klubnik ahead of him for me. Because of that, who I like as well, I like Club right. as well, right? But like, but Alar from from just a toolsy perspective, I don't know if there's a better quarterback in this class as far as like what the NFL is gonna like. Yeah, Josh, I had the same thing as you with Alar, super high on him, and the reason again, I usually wouldn't put much stock into those games, especially the spring game, right? But the reason I, I did put a little stock into him is because I was like convinced he was going to be ready right away. I was convinced he was already better than Sean Clifford. And then in the spring game, like he just clearly wasn't. Um, so how much that is jitters. I remember Bryce Young when he got time as a freshman, right? I remember thinking the kid does not look ready whatsoever. And then he comes out the next year and he's clearly ready. So I don't know if it's just a little adjustment period. Is that going to take one year? Is that going to take whatever? But it sounds so like hard. Yeah, it's it's hard, and I think we're all pretty confident he's going to figure it out. Um, yeah. I think we're all very high on him long term. Right. It's just what's that adjustment? Is it a month? Is it a year? Two years? And from a Debbie perspective, it doesn't matter really. Yeah. Like what you do as yeah. a freshman. Yeah, yeah. But I'm looking. I'm looking for. Um, you know, is he a guy that I just want to mark off my list? You know, I, mm-hmm. of course, I'll go back and reevaluate if I see something different. Like with Ty, with Ty Sim- uh, Shoot, I forget his name. Um, Simpkins. Yeah, Ty or- Simpson. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All about if I see him on the on the field and he's looking good, you know, I can I have the the right to change my opinion. I'll walk it back, but um, and that's what's so like I was like I was saying that's what's so hard at quarterback is, you know, like Kenny Pickett. He was at he was at Pittsburgh for um, I think wasn't it fourteen years, and um, you know while he was there, uh, he he never impressed me ever. Like I I didn't right. like him. he was a good he was a good um, dual threat, you know, and and just almost serviceable. Um, in in the right matchup, you know, there there at the end, but um, but th- before his senior year, but then when he came out senior year, boom, you know, and and same with like like Zach Wilson, and um, you got these guys in the NFL teams, they're showing they're showing us that if you come out, and then you got on the other end of the spectrum, you got Sam Howell, who came right. out as a true freshman, setting like NCAA records. And was pretty consistent, and then he didn't have the type of surrounding talent as a as a true junior, and uh, you know, but still, you know, he he really showed off his mobility, and he just got 
he just got wrecked in the evaluation process. Um, I think, and, and he even had the strongest throw, had the, the, the strongest velocity at the combine. And for me, I think he's still going to be good. Yeah. I think Carson Wentz better watch out. I don't care where he's drafted. I mean, this kid's got um, just crazy arm strength, and I thought he was accurate. Um, I'm not holding what happened last year at North Carolina against him. I think he's still a guy that that uh, we should we definitely don't want to be crossing off our list. But you know that just goes to show just how the quarterback position and how um, uh, you can come out of nowhere really. Um, right. But what we can do. In the process, you know, while we're waiting for that type of breakout, as we can look for those tools and we can look for for that development and and, you know, and and it'll, you know, bridge the gap until we get there. So, you know, basically, I'm not going to I'm not going to go out and draft a but if it unless it's a super flex that kind of takes care of itself because you're going to have everybody's going to be going after quarterbacks. So you can take right. more chances, I feel. Um, yeah. If it's not a super flex. I'm not going crazy at drafting young quarterbacks. Only right. the ones that are that I know are good. Like, it, boom, he's good. The Quinn um, Ewers of the world. Exactly. And the same with tight end. I don't draft a bunch of young tight ends. You know, I mean, uh-huh. even even really in a in a, a tight end premium, I don't go crazy. I spend the most of my time on running backs and wide receivers in a in a Debbie draft. That you know, like I said, that's not a super flex. Um, yeah. I just feel like it's too hard to outside of the you know the, the athletic freaks. I feel like it's it's too hard. Like look at a guy like Jermaine Gresham. I know this is right. taking us back a little bit, but when he was at Oklahoma, he was like the can't miss tight end of the century. And then he goes to the NFL and he's okay, you know, but he was right. never great. It's just too hard to to look at these young kids at tight end and, and there's there's such a learning curve that they have to they have to you know learning all the um the, the protection packages in addition to their receiving responsibility in in addition to the run blocking uh setup and and it's just there's so much on their plate uh that you know a, a tight end and quarterback i just feel like there's some guys yeah they have the athleticism and the elite guys are the guys you're going to go after the toolsy guys but then there's a then there's a there's the 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 kind of gray area that where most of them are. You really shouldn't invest too much there. So that kind of takes a lot of the difficulty away from the Debbie process because it, when you're focusing mainly on your running backs and your wide receivers, um, you you can you can kind of build up um, some momentum to to in order to, to identify the types of players that are, or the 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 type of uh, success and athleticism that you're looking for. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. <clears throat> All right. Um, we got to finish this off, Josh. I'm feeling go. better now. I'm good. So, okay. Let's do it. What do we got here, JD? Psycho hot sauce. And it's like 666,000, Scoville. <laughs> yeah, 666,000. And it's from the, the Dingo Sauce Company. So, that's five times what we just did. Just it is. put it in perspective. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it says, well, I'll, t- I'll read it to you in a minute.
It tastes better. Is it is it like a slow one? Okay, a little bit, yeah. It's definitely not as bad as that. I, well, no. You know what's funny? As I talk more, it hurts more. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a lot better, Josh. I got to give you credit. You're doing better than than you you let on. I've never eaten hot stuff, to be honest. Okay, like it's I just not it. something. I thought you were going to um, you're going to have a tough time with this, Josh, and you're you're doing great. Well, for the last one, we have to actually it's it's the last dab, and we actually got to pour a little bit of the hot sauce. Oh on my the goodness! Okay, so it says. Hold on. I gotta pull my hot sauce box down here. <laughs> I don't have it out. It says Aussies like it hot. You may recognize Dingo Sauce from Season Eleven's Widowmaker. And if you do, you know what kind of pain you're in for. This blend of super hot peppers, including some of the world the world's hottest Trinidad Maruga scorpion peppers. Yeah, baby. Make psycho hot sauce hurt so good. <clears throat> it's good. It was actually it was actually had flavor, you know. I'm surprised I'm not even sweating. Like I figured I figured this was gonna make me sweat and this was gonna I'm gonna tear everywhere. It's not really kicked my butt like I thought it would. I mean, the Scoville rating is insane. Like I am now, I'm questioning the, um, I'm questioning the nature of hotness. Is it because the taste just lessens it? It's just not pure evil tasting, like the extracts. Mm. You know, I'm drinking oat. Uh, that's Natalie Portman. She swore by her oat milk, and I do think the oat milk is helpful for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I, Smart I, lady. I feel like it's like, um, it's got a thicker consistency than regular milk. Yeah, I feel, I feel like it helps to like. Coat your mouth. I, I really think she's on to something with that. For sure. So thank you, Good Natalie, Natalie. Portman. I know you're listening, so thank you, Natalie Portman. <laughs> Big yes. fan. I'll have to at her in uh post show. <laughs> <laughs> Just like my attempts to at Sean Evans and and uh first we feast. Yeah, I didn't get a, a retweet, so this one's for you, Natalie. <laughs> Well, at least we can actually talk, though. I mean, that's a yeah, positive. That's I'm amazed. A, um... I thought you guys were going to be just dead, and I was just going to have to fill the void with Man. my with my takes. So this I'm not, is, I'm not this saying I'm more. disappointed because I mean it's been good, they, you know. But um, yeah, maybe the maybe the last one is is where we're going to stick our foot in our mouths. It has to be. It's two million yeah. Scoville. Two million I mean, plus. I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever been pepper sprayed in the face. I personally have not, but it's not something I dream about at night. I would look no. forward. Absolutely. I mean, not should we something. announce? Should we announce the college football like subscription winners like for like right now before we can't talk? Are we supposed to do that? I'm not sure, but might be a good uh, idea. I think, I think Ben has them. So he says they're in the he comments. Did in the comments. Okay. Okay. Good deal. Okay. Good deal. Ben's got us. Okay. Cool. So we probably have to um, talk about <clears throat> Rutgers for a second because Ben uh, is taking care of us so well. Whims that? Yeah. Man. So Noah Vidral is back, and Rutgers' season is over. <laughs> but any chance that your boy starts though? You know, 
I'm hoping that, that he gets – I just can't – I can't imagine – I don't care how good of a game manager somebody is, and he's not that great of a game manager. I mean, how, how do you bring right. in a – how do you bring in a, a kid with that much, um, you know, uh, potential and not play him? And then here's yeah. the, here's the other factor. They actually brought in a kid, Todd Harris from Syracuse, that I like quite a bit, and I think he's got some NFL yep. potential. And um, and I think he's I think he's one of the the best, one of the top um, outside receivers that Rutgers has had since like Leonte Carew. Um, so I feel like, I feel like as soon as he starts playing with this, with withdrawal and he's like, okay, come on, seriously, somebody's got to get me the ball. I mean, that's why I came here. Right. They got to put whims at it and he's got a strong arm. Right. Um, it just, it just adds another layer to, to the, the Piscataway, you know, uh, flavor. I just, I can't imagine um, them just, just, ruining another season for for the scarlet knights fans you know i right. i think whims out starts i heard uh i think it was the 247 rutgers rider someone but yeah he was like pretty convinced like almost confidently i was almost I, you know usually they kind of sugarcoat it it's almost like the coach speak right if they're connected with the team but he was like pretty confident he said yeah we brought whims at they brought whims out into uh to elevate this program, now's the time to elevate, it seems. Right? He was saying exactly what we're saying. It seems pretty obvious. Vidrol's not. Like, what is he bringing? He's supposed to be a dual threat or a game manager, like Wes said. He's not. He's bringing literally nothing to the table. So Nothing. And, and you know, it was it was strange that they burned um, <clears throat> Wimzat's red shirt. I mean, I guess it really doesn't matter anymore these days. Um, Josh and I were going through and, and we're building the CFF ranks, and um, we're adding an extra little layer. We're providing the designations for every player. And we're and we're gonna rank a lot of players, and and JD, you're getting in on this, and you're gonna rank every player that we do. By the way, so um, we've got a we've got a spreadsheet set up set up with all of your uh, your your personal rank uh, sheets. So you're you're uh, you got a little bit of work to do, <clears throat> but the good news is you don't have to do that part. Um, we're we're doing all the heavy lifting there, so you're just gonna move guys up and down. <clears throat> Excuse me, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it, it doesn't seem like the in the college uh, world that it matters anymore. You get you get six years now. That's just basically what it's like. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's like you got to do your own interpretation of like who's NFL ready and who's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and then one thing I've noticed is that with the with the bigger programs, your Alabamas, your Ohio States, um, and your Clemson's and, and teams like that. They 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 don't even mess around with red shirts very much. They they basically they let you play uh, just true true true. And then if you want to stay, then they'll throw a red shirt on there. Then they'll throw a super season, you know. So um, super senior year. So uh, yeah. It, but then when you get into like the group of five, that's when you have like it'll you'll be looking at their their profile. <clears throat> In the last three years, it'll be like. Fre- true, true freshman, uh, true freshman plus red shirt freshman, and then then you look up at the top and and that that red shirt freshman list or yeah that red shirt freshman plus listing was from twenty twenty one, and then at the top on twenty twenty two red shirt freshman. They're like, what are you talking about? You're saying this guy right. been a freshman for four years? You know, what I mean, it's just ridiculous. Right. They 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 think that 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 no one's going to figure it out. You know. 
Right. So right. Whatever. It's insane. But uh, yeah, man, it's getting, uh, it's almost 10. So let's do this. All right. Let's you, do it. The last dab. Let's yeah. Go, so we throwing this sauce on here. What are we doing? The last dab. Yep. Apollo. Oh, just man. Put a little, just put a little extra on there. Two million Scoville. All right. Last dab. You've seen The Last Dance. <laughs> You've heard of Michael Jordan. You have not seen the legendary until tonight. The last dab. All right, here we go. All right, show it, show it, Josh. There's there's my uh my last dab there. How much did you put on? Let me let me pull my video. He up. put on a lot, man. Josh, brother. Let me see. I'm concerned <laughs> for your oh wow. Time. Okay, I'll put a little more on there. Oh, Josh, you're crazy. You're going shy of the buff on us. <laughs> hey, are we, got, we like? Um, I mean, we're we're ending the show pretty soon, right? Like, yes. Or if, I'm in the show soon. <laughs> if you guys are dead, we'll, we'll just call it. I'll, I'll end it. and We'll call it. You guys will be fine. Though. You won't die immediately. If you watch any? Right. If you watch any of the hot ones, the best one was Shia LaBeouf. He put uh-huh. extra on every single one. Like he was dousing these things and he was i mean he was miserable at the end but he did it man all right you guys Dude, i'm gonna watch this for sure okay all right let's do it right away oh Okay, it's already got them both. Josh is reduced to snorting and giggling. <laughs> Wes made the immediate recognition. Josh's response to a burning mouth is to crack up laughing. That's perfect Josh right there. Maybe you don't know Josh. That's that's Josh. Laugh or cry. That's my motto. Oh my god! You might be doing both soon, Josh. You might be doing both soon. It's it's hot. <laughs> I will say though, it's not as bad as as the bomb. The bomb was the hottest. Really? I wonder who makes these Scovilles. Whose job is it to sit there and make these Scovilles? I don't know, but you know, if you watch the show, it's the same thing. Everyone says the bomb's the hottest. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you guys really poured it on there. You guys got a little got a little cocky. You did it. So props to you guys. Woo! I tell you what. My mouth is burning. Ooh. It's hot. I just yeah. I believe you. <laughs> Can you see the tears? Tears are rolling down my face right now. <laughs> Dedication. Ooh. Oh my gosh. And the more I talk, the more it burns. Mm-hmm. Wait, you've lost your teeth. Oh. <clears throat> I don't know if this oat milk, I mean, it's helping. For sure, but <laughs> then in the last one when he it's hot. That stuff's hot, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it's a tie with with the bomb. Yeah, because you had 
the hotter the bomb. I mean, I had the, I had like the mild one. How did it? How did that one taste though? The last one. Did we taste anything, or it just burned our? Yeah, here. Just, yeah, it was. It was good. Ooh, yeah, it's hot. <laughs> it's hot. Like, hopefully, it doesn't like kill my stomach. But I'm hoping that like it's not like eating like twenty hot hot wings, and then that just destroys you. Yeah, I'd be more worried about that. I can handle heat. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Speaking of Will Levis, both of my boys are they're attending a football camp, and he's he's um, he's one of the guys putting it on. That's awesome. He's doing like trick throws with them. I feel like. Yeah. So they're they're sitting up on balconies and they have like garbage <laughs> cans like three hundred yards away. Yeah. They're like you know really high up and they're just, like. It's like that. Hey, what is that? Like, hey, dude, or I don't know what the. There's that group oh, of guys that does. Dude, like, awesome or something. Dude, awesome. There you go. Dude, perfect. Dude, oh. mm. <laughs> my kid, he's, he's most of my boys are big YouTubers. They love YouTube. It's all yeah. they watch. These gen, these Gen Zs. Hey, saves you some money on uh cable subscriptions. Oh, uh, we get. Uh, we got a little girl, so she she has to have all the. She has to have her Netflix, she's mm-hmm. her, her Disney Plus. I think right. we learned we learned a valuable lesson. The oat milk for some of these hot takes we're seeing. Speaking of, you know, Ooh. these first round quarterbacks, I think if you get a little too spicy, have a little oat milk, relax. Some of your hot takes. Our next our next live stream needs to be like, what hot takes out in the fantasy community need oat milk for them to cool them down a little bit? I love it. <laughs> Wow. The oat milk sponsorship. Mm. It's coming. For sure. Yeah, the, the oat milk didn't didn't have much on that one. Nah. The uh I'm gonna have to you know, I'm addicted to chapstick, so I've been putting it on over here, but I think this one's getting thrown away after this. Oh yeah, it's gonna have the remnants of it. Can't use that. Yeah. No. Wow, okay. Well, That was fun. The conversation fell off a little bit there. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally. Whew. You guys were great, though. I mean, the last one got you guys a little bit. But even the bomb, you guys worked through that the recovery time right back on the field. So, um, you know, congratulations to the winners. And for for every, every one of you guys for sticking around, we appreciate it. We're going to run this back. Maybe we'll get JD to do it. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah, after seeing that, hey, it's not as bad as you thought it was, probably. I mean, the last and, one got you guys, but uh, the rest, you guys did it. I can do it. We're, we're a team. Yeah. Um, we're going to do a, a CFF primer. So whether you love us or hate us, you, you're going to be satisfied either way. So definitely come check it out. Yeah. Like I said earlier, um, it. Just make sure you use that code that I told you, call it CFB30, get 30% off, and um, um, sign up for the college football package. You get the Debbie information. You get JD's player props. Um, we're also going to have um, Graham Barfield's Yards Created. And then your our guy, T-Bro, Tom Brawley, is going to give you additional 
college football betting um, content. Just it's it's worth it. Plus, you get the um, the uh, the bowl the bowl package, the bowl. You know, Josh, go ahead and say that. Yeah, the, the bowl betting guide that we have going on, which walks through every game and player props and betting uh, for that as well. So, and that's usually twenty five bucks. So it's basically that's ha- half of the subscription. Uh, right there and you know what i love about all this is like it's not just cff it's not just debbie you're getting a real comprehensive package and um if you're not aware like player props are just blowing up and there's a real good opportunity uh with a guy like jd who's just been hitting at a very high rate people are making a lot of money and so if you just do the player props if you just do our dfs like you're gonna make your money back pretty quickly uh, the betting as well um and so come for that and stay for the CFF and Debbie where, uh, man, I think we're going to do all right there too. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right, guys. Um, let's keep this short and sweet. I appreciate, um, uh, my co-host JD and Josh, you guys were great. And I look forward to providing as much content as possible. So, um, signing off and we appreciate you listening. Have a good night. See you guys. Bye.